Hey everyone, how you doing? It's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast, episode 44. Welcome. So, you may or may not have noticed a little bit of infrequency in the podcast recently. It's just because things have got incredibly busy over the last while. When you ramp up your business, when things start going well, you end up getting more work. Competence leads to being more valued and being more valued means you get more more work. So it's my job and my game to balance that and I mean the podcast is so 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 super important but the work in the office allows me to do the podcast so if that isn't being balanced and everything isn't going smoothly then the the podcast has got to be moved to to one side i'm not sure if that's the right attitude to take i'm not sure if that's the right way to do things but it's how i'm gonna do things for the next little while anyway and let's see how things go really going to try though to do the podcast every day it's such a an interesting listen back to some of the previous episodes where we see where we were there's only been 44 episodes so far only it seems like quite a lot actually whenever you think about it it's pretty cool and i'm pretty happy about it but um whenever things get busy then you got to do the work and that's what we've been focusing on so far i think whenever things get busy it tends to push problems to the forefront of things and it forces you to have to deal with them or you just can't cope with the the workload and i think in pdg advertising right now we've got a slight issue with organization we don't have everything at arm's reach things are in different silos there are breaks between people that do different things everybody doesn't talk to each other and all of that stems from myself it's a transition from being a one-man band to being an agency and it's not something that we're mastering right now but I recognized last week that it was a problem and we've been doing some things to try to rectify that. Things as simple as keeping our folders organized in a, in a proper way. Things like ensuring we're writing down processes. Things like making sure we're planning for the day ahead, the night before or the day before at least. Things like that. And it just sort of strikes me that good marketing, good advertising good anything I guess is good organization and and good planning and although we're not there yet um, we're probably a little bit more advanced than a lot of people because we understand that we're not there and we're working towards uh, getting there and it's kind of cool and it's a lot of fun. The, The other part of good marketing that I've noticed is good communication as well. I mean communication is everything in what we do we are communicating on behalf of our customers, we're communicating internally, we're communicating to key stakeholders, I'm communicating to you right now on this podcast, and you can forget how important it is, 
and it's hard to gauge whenever you're communicating well you kind of at times you, you don't know if you've communicated well until you see the results of what you've asked for <laughs> or what you've got and i i think we've realized that we um throughout all of us we're not communicating perfectly but it's definitely getting better and we are getting better at it there's no doubt about that in my mind which is good but it just struck me that there's no way that we could service the customers that we do without good communication and fast flowing communication and talking to each other and it's helped through technology it's helped through friendliness i hope and it's helped through knowing that communication is important we've got a lot to work on there but two things that really help with advertising is good organization and planning and great communication as as well at times there are things in this podcast that might seem really common knowledge but you can forget them at times whenever you're deep deep into it i mean whenever i say things got busy things got really busy i had yesterday that i was supposed to talk on the podcast and i have down here <laughs> we had a great monday morning meeting and we did um it's a bit later than normal but it was a great meeting and we went through things really quickly and really focused and it was all really good. I looked up from my desk and it was about 6pm or so. And that just shows that the day just flashed past without even really um, looking up at what you're doing. And that, that's not good. That's that's pretty bad. So we need to stop and think about what we're doing a little bit more. And, and that starts with me. I need to stop and, and think about what we're, what, we're, um, what we're doing a little bit more. I thought... This week, it would be interesting to give you a little bit of insight into um, a weekly event that happens for each of our customers. Very exciting. We work together in the office um, to create it, and it's the weekly reporting for each customer. And I wanted to give you a kind of a run through of what, what that contains. And in it, what you get is um, so it basically comes in the form of an email. And the email has a couple of different levels to it. First of all, in the email, the subject line is pretty punchy and pretty strong. It'll say, weekly reporting for, insert client name here, from PDG Advertising. There's a reason why we do that. We want to keep high in mind with our customers. So the people that we're sending it to, we want them to know where this report is coming from. Um, I learned that years ago, whenever I was trying to get heard in an organization, I learned that the subject line was super, super important. And if you're going to be heard, you want it to be professional, you want it to stand out, and you want it to be really, really uh, strong. So this subject line of weekly reporting for client name here from PDG Advertising, it says who we are, it says what this is, it says the cadence of it, and it makes you want to open it. And the subject line is one thing, but the content of it has to be good too. Um, but whenever you've got a good subject line, even high-scale email marketing, then you've passed that first hurdle, that first barrier of people you know, reading your content and looking into what you actually do. Um, so then the next step is filling in the... I don't necessarily do these all in different steps. This is just how I'm looking at it right now. You know, you can do it in different you know, stages. Why I say that is because the next step that I'm going to talk about is putting in the recipients. So it's a really important one. Um, whenever you want to send an email out, if you create a beautiful email and it's got great reporting, great advert, 
adverts, anything, you know, everything's looking good. If you send it to the wrong people, then that's no good. <laughs> if you send it to um, the people who don't care about it or you go too senior or you go too, um, too not senior. It's the opposite of senior. Um, senior isn't politically correct anymore. I think as long as you're not talking about someone, you're okay. And what I mean is, the pe- basically, in terms of stakeholder management, that's where you're doing it to keep everybody informed. I overshare on emails. Um, I put in everyone that I deal with, um, everyone that I feel is relevant, um, and so that it keeps everybody up to date. I don't like the thought of someone who should have got an email not getting an email. And if I do accidentally leave someone out and I realize it or someone tells me, then I'll be very apologetic about it. Um, email is a powerful, powerful tool. It is a mighty tool in our arsenal in terms of communication. And you can get it really wrong. So we try to be as conscious about what we're doing in every email as humanly possible. So the email always always will sort of if it's to one person if it's to a hundred people it will always start out with hi i never i hope i never i never just put down the person's first name i find it rude i don't like it and i wouldn't do it to someone it, it sounds condescending to me i've seen it done by so many people and after all we're just two humans communicating with each other no matter what your level of seniority or or status um, I don't think it's right to just use someone's name. I think there's some sort of salutation that should come in front of it. And I think to avoid doubt and to make yourself not look like a prick, then you should probably use hi. I've, I've always hated that. I, I think it, it speaks volumes about your ability to communicate when you can't even put a hi in front of a, a name. I could be wrong about all that. That's just my style. It's just how I do it. Um, we try to make people feel at ease in emails. Um, so what I'll do, if the email is to just one person, I'll just put down the name of the person that it's going to, um, hi the person, and then a comma. It's a good idea to make sure it's all punctuated correctly. Um, my grammar isn't amazing, but it's, um, with these kind of emails, it's important to check and overcheck them and get them proofread if you have to, because um, they're really important, they're your professional front, they're where you're saying the things that you've done and where you're saying what you're going to do for the week ahead. And if it's to more than one person, I usually put the most important in inverted commas person in the first. So hi, most important person. I don't write most important person. It's their name. I'm just shielding from um, the customer names that we have right now. And and then I put on team. And then I usually put an exclamation mark against that. I don't know if that's good grammar or not. It's my style. It shows enthusiasm i am enthusiastic about what we do and it should hit the right it should hit the right mark um we then enter in a sort of formal sentence of please see below our reporting highlights for the week past and i have to skip forward a little bit here i've talked about dashboards before we created excel or google sheets dashboard um for each customer and we save it in our google drive and it holds all our you know, KPIs and metrics and things like that, they get really, really big. So they're like, you know, maybe 100 rows high. Um, some are only like 10, but most of them are really, really long because they've been with us. People have been with us for a long time. And we end up filling in a lot of stats to get to the core of what we're trying to do. And every customer is quite different. So there's a lot of different things that we need to take into account. 
we don't want to overwhelm people. This email is a cover for that report. If people want to dive into the report, we, we host a link for it. But just before the link, I put in six highlights or four highlights or as many highlights as necessary. Um, that's another thing. I would just put in highlights for the sake of it. We put in the ones that are necessary. Usual ones that come, come up are things like revenue. If revenue is something that we're targeted with, which it basically always is, then we put in what the revenue figures were and if it has dropped or gone up from the week before. What we're trying to do is trying to anticipate problems. We're trying to say, okay, this is good, this is bad. If it's good, let's do more of it. If it's bad, um, we need to have a conversation about it and we can be that early warning system. And when you think about it, that's what makes online advertising super powerful. Noticing trends, seeing what's going on and forecasting future issues and also forecasting future success. So other things that we'll put in are things like conversion rate, like e-commerce conversion rate, um, maybe website hits, uh, email acquisition, um, returning visitors, th things like that. Things that um, Facebook group members or Facebook likes or, or things like that. Things that might be important to the overall success of the business. And it's uh, um, as a geek, as a nerd, I find it, find it quite interesting. But what I've done is I've gone through we filled in the report ourselves at PDG Advertising, We've gone through it with a fine tooth comb to make sure that we know what's going up and what's going down, and then we report back on that to the um, to the customer. Our, then after that, after we've put those down as bullet points, um, we will go through some of the main projects that we've been working on. So for some of our customers, we might do a lot of email marketing. So what we'll do with that is we'll put down some of the highlights of that. We'll say, look, this email went out this week, um, it was well received, it was opened by more people than normal. Things like that that are a bit more specific to the project that we're, that we're working on. Some will be Facebook ads. We will highlight this Facebook ad went particularly well or we're getting you know, a lot of ROI on this advert or our Facebook adverts have completely dived and felt fallen off the cliff this week. And that does happen um, and we need to do something to change it. Why I'm even telling you that is because we're firstly we're being really honest on the podcast, really important. But secondly, isn't it better that we know when things like that happen? Isn't it better that we're not blindsided by things like that? Isn't it better that we're constantly monitoring to make sure that we're adjusting to ensure that it doesn't kill off our customer or it doesn't um, kill off our relationship with our customer? And this is the place in the weekly report to, um, to say that. Um, we'll also include a little bit on what we're going to do for the next seven days. Um, our customers have, we have bi-weekly calls with our customers. So... What that means is we will then say we will catch up this week or we will um, it'll be two weeks before our formal call. But usually our customers have a, um, you know, we have a pretty open door policy in terms of if a customer wants to speak to us or wants to create a meeting, we jump and we say, yep, let's do it um, just to make sure that they are they are um, that they are happy. And we always send it off saying looking forward to speaking to you again. Very polite. Make sure our um, logo is there. I'm going to start putting in the podcast into our signature at the bottom of emails. I think that'll be a way to, to reach new new listeners and new heights. Um, but I hope that that has been an interesting walk through um, our weekly reporting documents. I'm going to use this for um, some of our team members. Um, I'm very happy if other companies start to use this. <laughs> I don't know if it's good enough for that. 
Um, I know that it keeps us right and I know that it keeps us moving forward and the format of it just seems to work. It keeps people in, engaged. I mean, it's it's quite possible that at times our customers aren't reading it completely all the time, um, but it's good for them to have a record of what we're doing and know that we're keeping you know on top of, of absolutely everything. So if you want to use that, you go ahead. And if you want to ask any more about it, please do. Um, and I'll be glad to uh, to tell you about it in an upcoming episode of the PDG Advertising Podcast. And everyone, that is the PDG Advertising Podcast from myself, Peter Doak. It was episode 44, and it is a dark night here in Belfast over the traditional holiday, holiday week. Um, and we will strive to do another podcast tomorrow. And... Um, we'll strive to continue to keep the regularity of them up and it's it's really enjoyable to talk about all the things that we're doing and we've noticed a, a bit of a spike in listenership so thank you for everyone for listening and continuing to listen and we look forward to um, our next podcast so thank you and have a great evening <laughs>